0: And welcome to the Giving Back to Gwinnett podcast. Each episode, we tackle community issues, tell stories that matter, and show how you can make a difference. Presented by the Gwinnett Coalition and the Community Foundation for Northeast Georgia, Giving Back to Gwinnett showcases the nonprofits and people making an impact in Gwinnett. I'm Heather Loveridge, founder of Magnolia Media Group and chief storyteller for the Community Foundation, and I'm your host. How many of us worry about where our next meal will come from? That's probably not something most of us worry about on any given day. But for some in Gwinnett food insecurity is a constant issue. And that's what we're talking about today with Miriam Nafiz, Volunteer Gwinnett Project Coordinator, Ryan Jones, Director of Community Development for the Neighborhood Co-op, and Faye Josephs, Founder and Executive Director of Mending the Gap. So welcome Miriam, Faye, and Ryan and thanks for being with us today. Thank
1: you for having us. Yeah,
0: I'm glad to be talking about this and um, getting some boots on the ground perspective. So let's just introduce everyone real quickly. Uh, Ryan, briefly tell us about Neighborhood Co-op and your role there. And and you've been there, what, six months now?
2: Six months. Six months, yeah, six months. Well, all right. Yes, I'm Ryan. I'm the Director of Community Development at Neighborhood Co-op. So what we do, we're the former Norcross Co-op. So we've been in the community for 30 years, changed the name a couple of years ago. And so we've been serving our neighbors in crisis in the southwest portion of the county uh, for, just just about 30 years. Uh, so I consider us kind of the front lines of crisis. So when a family needs food, um, needs a place to stay, needs clothes, that moment where they're at their absolute moment of crisis, that's where we step in. My role is simply to tell our story, uh, to be a voice for our community, to help to engage our nonprofit uh, partners, business partners, our church partners, and make sure we're working together for the greater good.
0: Awesome. Thanks. Uh, Miriam, tossing it over to you. Tell us a little bit about about you and what you do.
1: Um, Yes, so I am Miriam. I have been with Gwinnett County for about five years. On a day-to-day basis, I um, work with internal and external groups to create community impact events, and that's how I kind of got reeled into the food security initiatives here with Gwinnett County. Awesome.
0: And then Faye, will you share a quick overview just of your work serving senior citizens at Mending the Gap?
3: Well, hi again. My name is Faye Josephs, and I'm the founder and executive director of Mendenah Gap. Um, Mendon Gap has been around for 10 years, and what we basically do is meet the basic needs of low-income seniors in Gwinnett County. We're currently serving 400 seniors all over Gwinnett um, from Lawrenceville, Norcross, Buford, all the surrounding areas. Um, What we do is we deliver food, toiletries, personal care items to the homes of seniors and we also um, address their um, emotional needs. Mm-hmm. you know, um, we um, call them, check on them, see how they're doing, um, have a pen pal program so we can write to them. Before the pandemic we we had a intergenerational program so we can get news however, of course because of the pandemic we have right. to pull um pull that program so now we are doing the pen pal program but basically is just to to meet their basic needs um, engage with them and also help um, connect them to all the resources in the community
0: all right awesome well thank you guys for the overview of what y'all are doing so let's talk about food insecurity um, kind of explain what it is to our listeners uh, maybe talk about food deserts that may be a term some are unfamiliar with and I'm gonna open it up to you guys um, and just to share, you know, what is food insecurity?
1: Um, so, food security exists when all people always have physical, social, and economic access um, to sufficient, safe, and nutritious food that meets their dietary needs and food preferences for an active and healthy lifestyle. And one of the things I want to highlight there is the dietary needs of that group. Um, one of the things that we started doing with Gwinnett County is by working with interfaith groups and offering our mobile food distributions we're really trying to make sure that we're meeting the needs for that particular community so for example if we partner up with the mosque we know to source food that doesn't have pork or other meat items that that community may not eat and we just want to make sure that we're not oblivious to the needs of that community
0: awesome and ryan and um, faye for what you're dealing with food insecurity kind of what does that mean to you guys and the people you're serving
2: yeah so i kind of function on two different sides of the county so i'm in the southwest portion with my job and then i'm in the northeast portion with my church Uh, so i kind of see uh, a Gwinnett is a very large county with different issues Mm -hmm. Uh, so up in the northeast it's more spread out Um, so we have we've had to make sure that we have a gas can for our clients when they come and they're waiting in line we have folks that are running out of gas they've traveled from a reasonable distance to wait in line to receive the food. And then in Norcross, it's more, uh, it's a pocket of severe poverty. So it's mm-hmm. a condensed area where folks are living in hotels, they're living in apartments, 45% of kids in our, two, uh, three to, three to below seven one and three double nine, three zip codes are living below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with us, it's kinda, it's, it's two different areas. Um, and, they're different, right, but um, similar issues as well.
0: Right, right. And then Fay, uh, working with seniors, food insecurity, I, I would imagine you know, there's transportation issues, mobility issues, mm-hmm. things that prevent them from being able to get out and get food. What else would you say to that?
3: Well, for seniors, it's somewhat. Um, it can get a bit complicated. There are um, access to food um, for families and for children but there's limited access for food for seniors and saying food, not just food, but healthy food, food that's good for them because of their health conditions. Um, Seniors are not able to get out, as you mentioned, mobility issues. A lot of them are not driving. If you live in Gwinnett County, you realize there's a lack of transportation. Mm -hmm. And that's why, for us, our services, we bring that to the seniors as opposed to them looking for us. So we do deliver services. Um, We find, again, seniors are caring for their grandchildren. And they're already getting low income as it is. And they're taking care of three, four grandchildren and also helping their um, adult children in the home so and then another issue that you're finding with seniors is that they um the snap program yes the snap program is is good in the sense i worked for the state for 14 years processing these benefits but a lot of the seniors that people does not know receive sixteen dollars a month for food stamp and then they don't have transportation so imagine you're given sixteen dollars of food stamp and then try to find um someone to take you to the store to purchase um to purchase um, you know food with that for that $16 and then one other um, issue is um, a lot of time people just talk about the food but not recognize that there are other needs that the seniors have that's preventing them mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. purchasing the healthy food which is why we um, distribute the personal care items and the, the toiletries <laughs> and, and so forth that is not easily found in in pantries. And so we give those out, um, stuff like incontinent products, it's very expensive. So a senior that's getting a small income, you know, have to make a choice do I really pay for my incontinence or pay for my prescription versus I like, getting healthy food to eat? So th- there's a lack there of getting um, 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 access to healthy food that is good for them. And I know that a lot of, um, a lot of kids, they, you know, a lot of they provide, um, canned foods and certain kind of food, but seniors that live independently want to be able to cook their own food. They want, um, fresh fruits and vegetables Mm and, and meats and so forth, which is not found. And that's what we offer to them.
0: Right. Right. Well, and talk, um, Mary I'm going to toss it back to you talk a little bit about food deserts because for those who have heard they may think oh that's not here in Gwinnett like everybody has access Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. just explain what a food desert is and then kind of what we experience
1: here. Um, So areas that may not have resources to the nutritional foods that both Ryan and Faye talked about um, they may not have access to the fresh produce Mm -hmm. which is one of the initiatives that we saw in Gwinnett County and we've created Harvest Garden the Harvest Garden Harvest Gwinnett which is the community gardens and through those community gardens um we are able to give back that same produce to those particular communities Mm -hmm. um so just this year it was 2400 pounds of produce from those gardens that was then given back to the community but one of the things i know faye touched on is you know having that nutritious food some people may not know how to even Mm -hmm take all the benefits from that food exactly. they may never have cooked it which is why we continue to do our mobile kitchens as well mm-hmm. so that you can have that educational aspect in it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and let's talk about what we're kind of seeing and i know ryan you touched on that a little bit um since you're you know covering somewhat both ends of the county um but when it comes to especially the past year when we're talking about food insecurity what have you seen as far as the needs and and so on
2: So obviously we had an enormous spike that we all know about right after COVID, that March timeframe where we all Mm -hmm. just had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Right. So that sustained for us this summer and now it has leveled off, but it's still elevated from what it was before. And I go back to my comment on the 45% of kids living in poverty, although it has leveled off slightly, that larger issue still remains. We still have, specifically in Norcross, we have that 45% of kids. Statistics show that 4% of them will elevate from where they are below the poverty line to middle class. Mm -hmm. So what can we do as partners to make that better? Mm.
0: Yeah. And tossing that over to you, Miriam, same, same question. What are you seeing in this past year c- and
1: currently? That there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. I feel like we're barely scraping the iceberg mm-hmm. and that there's still areas in the counties that need that assistance. And like Ryan said, that Norcross area, it still needs our help and our uh, assistance to make sure that they're getting that nutritious food. Um, one of the things that we uh, obviously did is make sure that we're going out to those communities. So making ourselves mobile by having these mobile um, pop-up pantries and just going to those communities because they said they may not necessarily have the resources Mm -hmm. to get to us, which is why we need to get to them. But through all of this, all the food insecurity initiatives, we've also learned that those same areas are in needs of other services Mm -hmm. as well, which is why at our distributions, we've also incorporated other departments to be able to offer those services back to those residents. So, for example, um, I may bring out the fire department with me and they are going to sign up families for smoke alarm installs. Mm -hmm. And that's free to all the residents. So um, the firefighters will come out. They'll give the educational aspect of it and then they're able to install the smoke alarms for those households. Um, at, the car, at the distributions, we may also have a car seat check, and the car seat check is for anybody who has a child. Sometimes people don't even know that they didn't utilize the car seat properly, and then it becomes a safety issue. Mm-hmm. So we're able to, again, get the firefighters to look at those car seats, to check them out. Sometimes people don't know that they're expired, um, and at that point, they're able to give the car seats to that family. We've brought out water resources who um, they've discussed their job fairs. We bring out senior um, health and human services to do senior meal signups. So making sure that seniors are able to sign up for weekly food um, deliveries or get those senior boxes that they're in need of. Hmm. Awesome. Well, and Faye, current real-time issues
0: that you see seniors facing when it comes to food?
3: Well, you know, with the pandemic, this just escalated the situation for them. One of the um, big issue that seniors face is isolation. Because they're isolated, a lot of people are not aware of these seniors that are living independently um, at home. And some seniors, you know, unless you ask them, you don't know what's going on with them. Um, mm-hmm. Some of our seniors out, we'll go and make deliveries to. They passed away in their house for days and no one knew that they were there. Oh. And, um, you know, so because of the isolation issues, now you have the pandemic on top of that where now they because you're susceptible to the virus um so now they have to stay in or they're scared they're not able to go out and you have um like some buildings that we that we offer services to they have basically shut in so far you know um you can't come in and we don't want them to go out, so now they're they're really isolated back there. And for us, to, we literally had to fight one of the buildings to try to bring items in to said the seniors need help. How can we get this food and stuff to them? Um, another issue is, um, you know, with the what I mentioned before, how they are now taking care of their they're taking care of their grandchildren and all that stuff. You know, it's 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 really um, making that difficult for seniors to afford stuff for themselves when they have to be caring for other family members. Um, seniors that are getting SNAP benefits, um, you know, some of them could get out and go to the office to renew their benefits. Because of the COVID, now the offices are closed. That leads to them have to try to renew their benefits um, with uh, on the computer. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, seniors are not computer savvy they can't renew their benefits so a lot of them lost their benefit as a um, as opposed to that so there's just so many things um, the seniors are facing um, because they they're not able to get out able to find where the food are and and how to access those food and if you are not um, really out there looking for the seniors or is trying to search for them, you're not going to know that they're dealing with um, with these issues of, of food insecurity. And, um, you know, as I said before, a lot of the seniors, um, they, um, they are food available, but the food may not be healthy enough for them, you know, because of their health issues on the can. Have the canned food, there's too much sodium in them, it's, you know, it's just all this variety of issues that's going right. on with seniors.
0: Right. Well, and we've seen i mean like we've all mentioned every everybody had to pivot when the pandemic hit and you know we figured out some strengths some weaknesses there but let's talk about looking ahead um and you know our our community has shifted from being reactive to being proactive so let's talk and, and help our listeners understand what are some of the um efforts that are currently underway partnerships have been formed various things we've done to plan ahead so
1: that we become A more food secure community. So I know the county as a whole is looking into federal and state funding that is available or may be available so that we can continue to create that sustainability. Um, We're also gonna continue doing the transportation for our community partners. We're gonna continue our mobile food distributions, our senior meal deliveries, our summer meals program, our gooder um, pop-up markets, as well as the Harvest Garden Initiative.
2: Ryan, what about you guys? I would say the biggest word that comes to mind for me is capacity. One thing that we did last year with our rotary clubs of Gwinnett County is we helped with the farmers, to families um, distribution. So this is where the government bought the food from the farmers. And then we kind of served as the middleman where a big truck came and we got all the volunteers together, similar to what they're still doing at the county and sourced it out to the nonprofits. Well, what I learned through that is that there was a big gap in, the ability to keep things cold, mm-hmm. right? So we were getting this awesome produce and all this good healthy food, mm-hmm. but most of the organizations did not have the capacity unless they were giving it out that day, mm-hmm. it was an issue, right? right. So right. one thing we're trying to do, so at my church we bought these uh, 2 40-foot shipping containers mm-hmm. that yeah. actually functions. One is a freezer and one is a cooler, and at the co-op we're doing a we're working on similar strategies, but Ramping up capacity so that we can, A, when Gwinnett County has these produce distributions that they're helping ev- everybody out with, we can say yes, right? Mm-hmm. We can say yes. Uh, the Atlanta Community Food Bank is a great partner. They have an enabled program where you can go to Walmart, mm-hmm. to Publix, to Amazon, to places that have food. Forty percent of the food in the United States is wasted. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. we need capacity so mm-hmm. that we are prepared to be able to say yes to donations. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and Faye, over to you. Are there partnerships you've seen throughout this, different things that have efforts um, to help address this?
3: Yes, we um, we have been working with Gwinnett County, um, with the Gwinnett Cares, and um, getting some of the produce. Because before, we were purchasing um, all the produce um, oh, wow. for the seniors, so that was a big you know, jump Makes for is 400 seniors. So, um, so that's that's a good thing for us that we were able to connect that way, and we're now partner with the Atlanta Food Bank, and um, able to do that. We recently purchased um, three freezers, large um, freezers, and refrigerators. So we, can, as Ryan was talking about capacity, so we can able to. To keep um, those foods secure, those um, donations, because that's what we had before. People would call us and say, "Well, we have all this produce and stuff, and or meat," and we we have to say, "Well, we don't have enough space or whatever." Now we recently moved in 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 March and to a larger space or a larger warehouse, and now we have those freezers and refrigerator that we could accommodate those items. And what we also did, we partner with um, restaurants and um, and other business that was offering. Fresh, freshly prepared meals. So we were able to, we are able to deliver those meals to the seniors um, in between our regular delivery, mm-hmm. so they can have meals that they just, you know, stick in the microwave and um, and have that prepared for mm-hmm. themselves. So it's it's working, and we just hope, hopefully, that we can um, work together and. Um, and help our seniors because we don't hear a lot about our mm-hmm. seniors. We mm-hmm. hear about everybody else, but not the seniors. And, and one last thing is that the waiting lists um, that agency um, have for the seniors, the criteria that they have to go through to get um, assistance. Um, what we try to do is make sure that none of our seniors go on a waiting list, and that's what we've done over the years is try to eliminate um, waiting lists. But I understand that there's a funding. There's not enough funding for, um, for senior programs. And so um, agencies are struggling to decide who gets the benefits um, quicker and, um, and unless they're coming out of the hospital or, or they have certain health condition, they don't get bumped up to the top. So then you have this long waiting list for seniors to get the help they need.
0: Yeah. I love hearing about the different partnerships, though, and how people have gotten mm-hmm. creative in various oh, yes, ways. yes, have and to be. <laughs> yeah, thought outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I
1: think for us, I mean, with the partnership aspect, we got to learn all the key players mm-hmm. that are fighting this food insecurity initiative here in Gwinnett County. Um, And, you know, obviously with Gwinnett County government, this wasn't something that any of us probably thought about that we would be um, doing. And it's great to be able to help our community partners, whether it's with the transportation or providing you guys the boxes so that you guys can go out and do this great mission. Um, It was uh, just this week, actually on Tuesday, I was at a food distribution. And the area that we were in was predominantly Hispanic. And one of the guys goes, hey, I, um, I actually want to talk to Miriam. And I was like, okay, what did I do now? <laughs> um, so he, he got a translator and I'm like, oh gosh, this is about to be serious, right? So he's like, hey, look, the translator is telling me everything he's saying. He's like, I am visiting this country. In my country back home, you would never see the government assisting the people. It's not for the people. So it's great to see like the county is Mm -hmm. out here doing these distributions and to me that it was it was kind of touching for him Mm -hmm. to even say that and him to recognize how different it is here in Gwinnett County and how the Gwinnett County standard is way different than Mm -hmm. any other area yeah Mm -hmm. that's really cool Mm -hmm. and that yeah he made the effort to go find somebody yes he did did. yes yes. he wanted to tell me so I thought that was so uh, sweet of him to just mention it that's so awesome
0: well, kind
1: of along those lines, uh, Miriam.
0: not everyone may know uh, the impact Gwinnett Community Services made toward food insecurity. So what do you want our listeners to know?
1: You know that we never took a step back, we never left, and that we're here for our residents and we'll continue to do so. Um, we're going to continue the um, and provide the Gwinnett standard and embody our mission with providing superior services so that everyone in Gwinnett can thrive. Mm, love that.
0: Um, Ryan, misconceptions around this topic—any that you want to address?
2: A couple come to mind. First of all, is that kids, right? So mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. is the uh, the face of food insecurity. So, um, and then number two, I would say in our communities and specifically across the U.S., hunger looks different than you might think it mm-hmm. does, exactly. right? It's exactly. not the—and we talked a little bit about choices. Or mm-hmm. Faye talked about choices, but it's not the super skinny person skin exactly. and bones mm-hmm. it's you're making choices between food and medication mm-hmm. or right, food exactly. and gas yes. mm-hmm. and the what ends up happening is you end up getting the cheapest food right exactly. you end up going exactly. to the mm-hmm. convenience store or you are uh eating the dollar menu off of mcdonald's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's actually quite the opposite right and yeah, more costly in the long run mm-hmm. right and it creates mm-hmm. that cycle of bad health Yes. Um, poor mental health, uh, the kids struggling in schools, and all the things mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. we're fighting to to help.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that uh, because yeah. it it is like I even experienced that uh, just, especially when the pandemic hit and all the people that were mm-hmm. coming through, and some people would be a little judgy, and they're like, oh. They don't need food, but you don't know their story. Exactly. You don't know their exactly. story
1: and have to find out exactly. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we learned through all of this is that it's not going to be your typical scenario of what you may think hunger looks like. You know, mm-hmm. you um, Ryan, you kind of touched on that a little bit, but even at the food distributions or whatever initiative that we're doing, I try to make sure that I let everybody feel like, hey, this is this is for the entire community. Mm-hmm. We don't want people to feel like they're in need some of the people that are coming through the line are already embarrassed to be in line. You know, they, they don't necessarily want to, they don't want to be there. They don't want other people to know. Mm -hmm. And so we have to kind of normalize that it's okay for us to get that help when we need it. And that one day it may be us that Mm -hmm. needs that help. And so it, it should be normal for anybody to kind of seek out, um, one of the things that i do at the distributions regardless of which one it is whether it's the mixed produce or the mobile distributions or our gardens um some of the volunteers they may be the ones that are suffering you Mm -hmm. know and they will never say it because the person that needs the help will never be the one telling you that they need the help right right? Mm -hmm. so i again just wanting to make sure it's normal and it's across the board hey guys does anybody want a box to take home for your family or your Mm -hmm. neighbors or whatever And sometimes you know they'll say no I don't need it or sometimes they will pick it up and they'll say I need it for my neighbor knowing that it may be for them you know and and that's okay right yeah Yeah.
0: we need to normalize being able to ask for help exactly yeah ashamed of that
1: exactly and you know one of the things it's it's touching even till this day I've been on the receiving end Um, I come from a family that was immigrants my parents had four children I know what it feels like to be on that other end. So sorry, I may, I may get emotional and cry, but um, I know what it feels like. And so for me, like doing these things, you know, I was telling you, Heather, before we even started, um, before we even started on air, I was telling you, it's a passion it's mm-hmm. it's it's what I mm-hmm. want to do with my life so this isn't necessarily a job or it's not necessarily Certainly. me fighting a mission this is a passion for me yeah. and I'll continue to do so because even if we have that <laughs> even if we have that one family that comes through mm-hmm. that needs it and it makes an impact on that family then my job for that day is truly worth it mm-hmm. yeah. and so for all of us here I know that this is a mission this isn't necessarily our day-to-day jobs exactly. anymore Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Yep. I love that that's
0: Again, you can't ever judge anyone by, No, you have to ask and get to know them. And care, care enough to say,
1: hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Yes, just make it normal. It's okay, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay for you to be in that situation. Just because you're in a situation doesn't mean you're going to stay in that situation. Mm -hmm. I could be rich one day and I could die as a poor person or vice versa, you know, so you just never, never know. Right, right, exactly. Um, And as we get close
0: to wrapping up, Faye, you've talked about some of some of the gaps, um, you know, when it comes to senior citizens and serving them better. Uh, any Along those lines, any ones you haven't mentioned or opportunities that you see for us to better serve our seniors?
3: Well, um, one of the things that we do um, in our program uh, in addressing their emotional needs, one of the things that you've, you you talked about before um, is about um, people needing help and is afraid to ask seniors can be very prideful mm. because they work their entire life and then they have to get to the place of dependency on people to take care of them and so as you mentioned Ryan hunger doesn't look the same on everybody so you'll see seniors that you think they look perfectly well and they're struggling to make it um, I have a habit of walking around in the supermarket with my carts And I'm looking into the senior baskets and see what they're Mm. buying. Mm -hmm. And I'll follow them in the store, and they probably think I'm stalking them, which (laughs) is bad. You know, my daughter says, (laughs) Mom, you're like the Oprah of food. But, but, (laughs) you know, so I walk around, and I'm like, they're buying the diapers. And I'm like, okay, she's buying diapers. She needs that. And so I'll offer them a card, and I said, I'm not trying to stalk you or anything, you know, but I'm just letting them know, you know, I'm here to help you, Mm. you know. And so, you know, you'll offer them um, services and let them know this is – there's no cost to you, you know, and just because you need help, just because mm-hmm. we don't want anything from you, we're not going to harass you. And when you get onto our services, it is immediate. Mm-hmm. And that's um, one of the things that we need to do is is to have the um, ability to, to have seniors receive services immediately, as opposed to waiting, mm-hmm. because by the time you wait, they're back in the hospital or they passed off. Mm-hmm. Um, More organizations need to work together to offer different services. Um, You know, okay, you offer food. Okay, what about you offering supplies, or you know, just figure out some other way of bridging those gap of the other things that they're in need of. Mm -hmm. I know, again, we're talking about food, but if you're making choices to buy other things, then you won't um, buy the food. You'll see seniors buying a lot of noodles. I'm not sure if you look at a noodle uh, container, the sodium on that thing mm-hmm. is crazy. And so Trisha now died. they're buying just noodles to eat just because they need to pick up their prescription or pick up a uh, personal care item and or, or some of these things. You know what that's going to look like health wise for them. And, um, and so, you know, we just have to try to let um, even our officials know there is a real need This is what it really looks like. It's just not what you see out there, Mm -hmm. you know. And just to come to the community when it's time to be voted in or whatever. And so, I just want to take a picture with you. And you, you're doing a good job taking care of seniors. No, you know, there is more. A lot of times, Mm -hmm. people think about seniors, and the first thing that comes to their mind is Medicare, Medicaid, Meals and Wheels. They're taking care of it, right? No, it goes beyond that. Not all seniors are able to get Meals and Wheels. Not able. Or not all seniors are getting. Um, if they're getting Medicaid, there's different levels of Medicaid um, that they have to pay for Medicare premium, and depends on how much money they're making. Not all seniors are able to afford to go into a um, assisted living facility, so they have to try to make it on their $800 a month, pay rent, and and. Um, buy all the stuff that they need. So there's a lot of things that people don't know. So people need to be educated on what it looks like for a senior and what they have to deal with and how much is coming out of their small income Mm -hmm. and and what are the things that they're doing with that small income as far as helping their grandchildren, helping their adult children, and living in extended care. A lot of people doesn't know that there are so many um, seniors that are living in these motels. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. all their income is going into staying in the motels because they can't get somewhere
0: somewhere else right. to live right. so
3: it's just a lot of misconception about seniors and what's going on with them people mm-hmm. just kind of just think oh you know nursing home assisted living and meals and Wheels will take care of it it doesn't go further than that
0: right well that's like a lot of issues until you um, until it impacts you directly or exactly. indirectly through a mm-hmm. family member you don't pay attention yes. uh, but I also think here in Gwinnett, I mean, there's always work to be done, but I think we have done a great yes. job compared to others of starting to really partner together mm-hmm. Definitely. in the past, and especially this past Definitely. year. Definitely, and everybody trying to go, okay, how do we work this together? together yes, and figure out all the because not one entity can take care of everything. No, not so at all. We
3: all of do us. need to work together. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, along that lines, as we wrap up, what can our listeners be doing to help right now? With food issues as well as
1: in the long term. I'm gonna open that up to you guys. I feel like this is my shameless plug moment. So um, <laughs> go for it. So I'm gonna say get on volunteer, net, volunteer, go into your communities and be a part of some of these initiatives mm-hmm. and some of these actions that we're out here doing. Um, And talk to your neighbor talk to somebody and find out what their needs may be. Mm -hmm. We're so separated um, as a community. I mean, and COVID has made it a little bit worse than what Mm -hmm. it even was. You may not know that the person next door is suffering. Um, You Mm -hmm. may be aware of some of the resources that you learned of today or that you may know of that you can share. So go into your community, volunteer and share the information, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. One thing I would add to that, Is I feel like a lot of times as people, we get so caught up in doing these big, bold things Mm -hmm. that we don't ever get started, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I do in the community, we do this thing called Friday night food fights where the high schools challenge each other. They make it a big deal. For two weeks, they have a food drive. And then we go on the football field and present the winner at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was driving the truck, picking up the food from a couple of these schools, elementary schools. I was Mm -hmm. doing the elementary school pickups the other day, and I was tired, I had a lot of other things going on, but I just started thinking about like how many thousands of conversations are happening between kids and their parents mm-hmm. about serving the greater good, just okay, based okay. upon getting a can out mm-hmm. of your pantry okay. to take to school, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so my advice would be, A, we have a couple superstars that we're talking to today, right? So call them, call your local co-op, take action right so it doesn't have to be a big bold Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. call your local co-op tell them what you're good at Mm -hmm. and plug in in the simple ways and that'll make a world of difference
0: yeah i love that i love that faye what about you what can our listeners be doing
3: oh yes just as you you guys mentioned volunteer call in um go to men please we need volunteers we need um we need your we need your skills we need your input on how we can make this work for our seniors. Um, y- you know, the volunteers, when, when seniors see someone come to their door and knock and drop something off for of them, I mean, they're, they're amazed because now they don't have to leave home. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. can stay safe. So think about that, that they're able to stay safe because you just step out of your comfort zone. And as Ryan talked about, sometimes we think about the big things that we have to do. I started mending the gap with one senior came to my office and just saying she's using her laundry detergent from the dollar store to wash her dishes. Mm-hmm. And she's crying. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And so I started bringing a little bag of Soap powder and stuff to her house after church on Sunday, and then I start doing that with another senior, and then I start and I would tell them, "Look, can I tell my job that I'm doing this?" Okay, (laughs) you know, one call in once, and I was like, "Oh my God, no!" But it's the smallest thing, and so I said to people, "When you go to the store." Pick up a bottle of laundry detergent. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Pick up mm-hmm. a four-pack of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And you help them to pay for something else. It's as simple as that. So, you know, um, a small thing can be a very big thing to someone else that's mm-hmm. in need. If you think about that, what you think is, is nothing means the world to someone exactly, else. Mm-hmm. So please um, consider, come on, volunteer with us. Um you know donate to us do a drive you don't have to give money you can go and purchase items if you like to do that um you know whatever that you can do we appreciate it again awesome. look for us at mendinthegap.org yeah mendinthegap.org neighborhood co-ops uh
1: website address
2: our NCM.org
1: rncm.org and give us volunteer gwinnettes again. VolunteerGwinnett.net Gwinnett County Government. Um, One thing I do want to say is if there are any agencies that may be listening that you are in need of volunteers please reach out to me. Let me know. We have a large pool of volunteers with Gwinnett County Government. Um, Yes, (laughs) Faye's raising her hand already so she is the first one but um, we have a large pool so when you guys are out here doing these food initiatives and you need that extra assistance please reach out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Let us know how we can plug in and help you as well. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today for the Giving Back to Gwinnett podcast. Uh, If you would like to learn more about the Gwinnett Coalition or the Community Foundation, please visit them at gwinnettcoalition.org or cfneg.org. I'm your host, Heather Leverage. Thanks again for joining us. And now, go make a difference in your community.